motorcycle men. Good evening, everybody. This is Ted of the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Here we are, episode number 79. And I'm here in the V-Twin Cafe all by myself. But that is a cool thing because today I've got a couple great guests on the show for you. But first of all, I want to thank uh, Ken Wilson, who was kind enough to make a one-time donation to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. That will go a long way to help us uh, obtain more and better equipment. And to do our job and put, give you more content, better content, and some other wonderful things that are going on. Hopefully some goodies and some swag that we can send you all because you are such fantastic listeners. Aside from that, I also want to uh, thank all of our Patreon subscribers who are giving to us monthly on a wonderful thing for them to be doing i really appreciate that uh two ways you can help the motorcycle men podcast if you go to the motorcycle men podcast home page at motorcyclemen.us there's two buttons right there on the home page one says donate the other one says subscribe if the subscribe button this will take you to our patreon page where you can make a monthly donation for as little as a dollar to help support the podcast or you can make a one-time donation by clicking on the Donate button. You can donate as little as $0.05, cents, as much as $5 million, whatever you want to do. That money, regardless of what you give, is going to go a long way to help us out to do what we need to do to bring you a better show. Now, getting on to our show today, I have two wonderful guests. For those of you who would like to get out there and ride and you don't make the use of a GPS or you don't use an app on your phone, but you do want to know where you're going. And maybe you want to plan your route, and maybe you want to know where you're going in advance. Or better yet, while you're out there, your GPS has died, your phone has died, but you still need to know where you are and where you're going. Well, my guest tonight from Butler Maps these people, they produce some paper maps that are basically indestructible, and they will help you find your way. These are the people you want to go to. So, without further ado... All right, joining me now from two places, Colorado and California, uh, we have Court Butler and Bill Eakins, Butler Maps. Gentlemen, welcome to the Motorcycle Men Podcast. Thanks, Ted. Good. Uh, did I Thanks, Ted. Bill, did I pronounce your last name correctly? Akins. Akins. That'll work. That'll work. So you guys are the purveyors and creators of motorcycle maps uh, that are used pretty much just by everybody in the world. But you're going to tell us all about that momentarily. So uh, whoever wants to field this question, tell us a little bit about uh, your company and your team. All right. Um, Bill, I'll kick this one off. Um, the company was actually founded um, by two guys, myself and a gentleman named Scott Calhoun in uh, 2008. Um, back then, um, we had an idea that kind of an endemic problem issue in the industry is that, you know, you get your motorcycle, you get all your farkles, you get all your accessories, and then you don't really know where to go ride. Right. And it was seeming that the trend looked like people were spending more time sifting through the internet to figure out where to go ride than actually out there on the motorcycle. So um, 
born was this idea that we would go and um, raise the bar a little bit when it comes to motorcycle maps. We would um, hire a team of dedicated riders, build a rating system that is scalable and standardized across many, many miles of roads, states, and regions. And then we would go out and uh, ride every single road and rate them with this rating system and put that content on a map. Well, you, you rode every single road? So it was a daunting task in the beginning. Um, yeah. From 2008 to 2010, we didn't have a map out because we um, rode about, uh, what was it, 140,000 collective wow. miles in the Rocky Mountain wow. region. That's impressive. Very impressive. Right, right. Yeah, so essentially um, that those two years were just um, creating a huge repository of ratings that get dropped on top of the map um, that correlate to a three-tier color system. Okay. And um, June of 2010 was when we released the first map, which was Colorado, and then we um, released the subsequent maps, which was Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, Montana, and then a Rocky Mountain planning guide shortly thereafter within a six-month period because we had, we had collected all of the, the content ahead of time. Oh, wow. Now, Bill, did you have anything to add to that? Uh, no, I don't do the actual riding myself. I help on adventure riding and with editing and, and other parts. So it was really Court and his team of riders okay. who were producing that, uh, that color product for the map. Okay. Now, this may be same. This may be a little redundant because maybe you perhaps already answered this. But what inspired you or, or drive you to create Butler Maps? Um, Ted. So I was um, I was working in the flooring industry at the time and had gotten the motorcycle touring bug from my uncle. Damn. Um, Damn. And yeah, and and I and I literally, like I said, I, I saw this endemic problem in the industry, and I said, you know, we can do this better. We can actually we can actually be a solution to a lot of people that are so frustrated with trying to figure out, you know, where the best roads are. And mm-hmm. you, you never really hear anybody say, you know, oh, I have a week or two off. I want to go ride the mediocre roads. You only hear them say, I want to go ride the best roads. So short of people um, having a couple months, three months off at one time where they can actually scour all the roads that a state has to offer, this would be the shorthand um, method to actually um, being able to quantify those levels of drama. You know, if you're, if you're, if you want to do just a, a nice mellow twisty ride by a river, for example, we have a color that rates to that. If you want a ride that's more dramatic and goes over mountains and has big scenery and some peril, we have a rating for that. And so the, the rating system um, we worked on for about six months with a few statisticians as well as um, as well as uh, a, a set of patent attorneys to create a patent around this rating system that actually can distill out the subjectivity within reason um, when it comes to rating a road. And, and so we feel like there's still a small amount of subjectivity on the lower ratings, but for the most part, there's a standardization with our ratings that if you pull out a Colorado G1 series map and you run it next to a Utah G1 series map, you're going to see the G2s or the red roads feel the same when you're riding them as the red roads in Colorado. Bill, care to add to that? That man knows his stuff. He sums it up well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I tell you what, from a personal standpoint, uh, we're here on the East Coast, and one of the things that uh, I struggle with, yeah, I have the GPS and I have access to 
all those features that the GPS allows. But I'm still always referring to something like Google Maps uh, to find my way. So you basically took that same problem and put it in the form of a paper map. Correct. Yep. Yep. That was that was the idea. The the, the legacy product really with Butler it, are the paper maps. Um, we you know we we definitely live in a changing environment that technology seems to be moving faster than than the rest of us. Um, however, we would argue that there's always going to be a legitimate reason for a paper map. And we're big advocates of digital products too. A company that we founded called Rever. It used to be called Writing Social, then we named it to Rever. Um, it, I mean, it's essentially the the Strava version for motorcyclers. Yeah. I mean, it, it is that digital product component that the trend needed a few years ago. I'm a user. Cool. Yeah. Who? And this is gonna. This is like a loaded question almost. Who is using Butler Maps, and why? Um, we have. Uh, we have. We we tried early on not to pigeonhole ourselves into one market demographic. Right. We we don't build products that are um, manufacturer specific. In that I mean we don't have Harley centric maps. Right. Uh, we've done specialty map uh, products for Harley Davidson and for BMW and for some of the manufacturers. But most of our map lines are um, they're not centric to any one demographic in the marketplace. And so that being said, everybody benefits from using our maps and, and our, our swath of our customer base is, at first it was just relegated to the United States, and now it's global. Um, on a daily basis, we send out a tremendous amount of maps to Europe to, I mean, we sent maps to um, Iran before, and, and I don't even know if you can send maps to Iran right now. I don't, I don't know. But we've sent maps to some pretty crazy places. And so there's no – it seems to be um, – it's part and parcel for the trend of people wanting to discover the cool diversity that the United States has to offer with, with off-highway and on-highway travel. Yeah, I think so. Bill? Sure. So I'd like to expand on, on who's using our maps. Now, obviously, these are designed for motorcyclists. But what we're finding is a trend of people in sports cars or just really? families out for a good drive or using them. A good road, a beautiful road through the mountains or a fun road is, is exciting for anyone. We have people on road bicyclists who are using them now. We have yeah. on our, our maps, we have dirt roads listed. So we have Jeep guys loving our maps. So we're really expanding beyond the motorcycle only even though it's labeled as that, um, we have an adventure series that will move into other aspects. So really anybody can use our map who wants to, to, to go drive or ride a, a beautiful section of road. Right. So, uh, you know, a map is a map regardless of who wants to use it. It depends upon the, I guess, the complexity and what features are available on these maps. Well, which are you, apparently you guys load up. You want to tell, tell us a little bit about some of the features that your maps contain? Bill, you want to feel that? Sure. So the core of our maps is a, a three-color system. We ride all the roads, and the highest rating is a yellow. It's We call it a G1, a gold standard road. And so our concept has always been to not go out and say, well, just go ride this loop. It's going to be good. We actually show you with color where the best sections are. Uh -huh. So visually, when you look at our map, and our map is a big picture, it's it's the whole state or the region. 
you see that state, say like Colorado, and you can see very quickly, I'd like to go here, then here, then here, versus a, a, a map you get at a, a gas station. When you look at it and go, well, I guess that's okay. And so with, with this big picture, you then can decide, I'm going to go for a day, I'm going to go for a week, and quickly decide on a tour of, of where you'd like to end up, where you'd like to, to spend the night each night. Uh, on the back then, we have detail boxes of those yellow sections, those wow. G1s. We show elevations, we show aspects of the road, we show what to expect if it's got um, exposure. There's there's a whole slew of different uh, categories we have there. We have information about towns, about some of the laws in the state, and so we kind of look at it as a, as a uh, a printed uh, tour guide of that area. Oh, okay. I'll let Court pick up from here. Yeah, perfect, Bill. Um, and you know to to ex- uh, expand upon what Bill was saying, um, another series of maps, the backcountry discovery routes was a foundation that um, we were involved with since the inception um, in 2011 and 2012. And so that's a nonprofit organization that um, the focus there is a largely growing trend in the marketplace. It's, it's um, traversing across an entire state trying to use as little of paved roads as possible. So it's, they're predominantly dirt routes. They're not, they're not single track. They're not goat trails. They are um, routes that are designed for big adventure bikes, big and medium displacement adventure bikes. And the map series that we dovetail with that um, showcases that entire state, has inset boxes on the back, that actually stitched together that entire route, like Colorado backcountry discovery route. It's like, it's almost a 700 mile route down by four corners and goes up to um, right north of Steamboat Springs where Bill's located. And um, it, it showcases some of the best, most scenic thoroughfares in, the, in, in that given state. And we just released the Nevada backcountry discovery route. So we're on our seventh, BDR now around the country, and we have um, we have premieres that the Backcountry Discovery Routes has uh, organized um, all across the country. It actually, has a documentary um, that is made to um, supplement the paper map as well. So there's a feature length documentary that is created that um, helps. Um, move in lockstep with the map and, and give give that rider 100% confidence they have everything that they need to ride that route. And then on the back of the Discovery Route website, there's tracks they can use, you know, a lot of stuff. Now, you know, it's funny because you're talking about doing all these uh, backcountry tours here. It, uh, is there really a, that much open space that there is uh, this available? Uh, yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, I would have Bill, never known sorry, that. Sorry to jump on top of top of you, top of you there. Go ahead. No, I would I would yes. have never imagined that. But go ahead, Bill. So in in um, some states, uh, for instance, uh, Nevada is ninety eight percent public land, and so it's incredible oh. how much between uh, national forest, BLM, and state land uh, that exists. Uh, now we have one we're working on for the east coast and that's going to be a little more challenging but yes there's still <laughs> yeah. that many ways to get through no on kidding. dirt 
Yeah, I, you know, uh, there there's a few dirt roads in New Jersey, and I can usually find them. <laughs> so, but, you know, again, on the East Coast, that's that's going to be very interesting to see what you find here on the East Coast. Right. It, it, um, it has proven to be a challenge, more so than the West. Um, the reconnaissance scouting teams out there, um, one of the team leaders, his name is Kevin Woody, and he is actually championing the entire project um, that uh, has to do with kind of circuitously stitching your way, you know, across the states out there, not using paper. So you're right. The, the you know, the, the huge um, population demographic being so, you know, so thick right there oh, you know, yeah. within a hundred miles of the Seabird makes it, uh, makes it a logistical uh, nightmare. But, but eventually, you know, we've been, uh, really excited to see what um and, and to find out that there are awesome routes that can be stitched together uh are butler maps only available as printed paper maps or are they available digitally or uploadable gpx or data files for gps systems yeah that they're available um both so oh, okay. um the company that i told you that we founded in 2011 rever yes. um it was back then called writing social the name didn't seem to you know, roll off your tongue easily enough. So we <laughs> yeah. like Trevor. Trevor's kind of a chrome, and it, so it stuck with us. Um, and if you you can use um, the free site, uh, it's a it's a desktop and an iPhone or a smartphone um, app as well. Yep. You can use the site and a, and a huge amount of functional tools on the site for free. If you want to sign up for a premium. Uh, monthly or annual subscription, you can um, view and use all of the Butler content, and you can um, upload and download uh, GPX files directly to your device or migrate content from your device to mm -hmm. your desktop. Um, so there's just a, a huge wealth of uh, motorcycle-specific tools that um, riders can use there. Yeah, well, that's you know that's one of the features of Rever that I really like a lot is the downloadable offline maps, which makes it really useful. You don't have to necessarily use your your phone or your smartphone or your mobile device to use these maps. You can download them, which I which I find to be extremely useful. You're right, and um, Ted, the the thing that that people um, don't realize is that um, your your smartphone, ha you know. The memory that it has on there enables you to be able to cache or download map layers ahead of ahead of time if you know where you're going to ride, mm -hmm. and so you can cache that map in imagery, those frames on your phone, and it doesn't matter like like you said, even if you're riding with with no cell cellular connectivity, no service, you can still see the relative. Um, proximity of where you're at on top of those cache map layers, so it's fully functional like a GPS device. Yeah, I, you know, I think that the the paper map it's like kind of a romantic feature because you just really you're just using paper maps and there's no technology involved, which is one of the things that I like about it. Uh, I haven't used a paper map in years. However, how this one I would throw at you is how and why do you think paper maps are still relevant today? I'll answer that. So. Uh, we see our users using both. A paper map is essential for the big picture. Okay. Uh, you, you, you can't uh, decide where you're going to go on a, a little four-inch screen. <laughs> no. And, and because uh, of our color system, 
Um, you can see either a long day's ride and decide where to go or a week's ride. And so what we find is our customers will own both products. They will have the paper maps. They will visualize, okay, I want to go here, here, and here. And then they'll go to the computer. They'll design where they're going to go with Rever. And then they go to their phone, which then is on their motorcycle, and they go ride that ride. So all of these pieces work interactively together to to put you really on the best roads. And so there's no one good technology, whether it's printed or GPS, that does it all. And that's why we feel that paper is essential even today. How do these maps compete against these uh, other GPS systems and apps out there? Are they advantageous or is, is it kind of an even level playing field? Uh, Bill, do you want to take that or you want me to... You get that one. I'll, I'll, I'll start and then you can finish. So the difference we have over everybody else is we've actually gone and ridden all these roads. Yeah, bingo. And that is the key. I mean, some of these maps take us a year plus. I mean, 100,000 miles a year yeah. on our motorcycles. And so uh, because of that, we can quantify the roads and the quality and all that. And without actually going and riding every road grid by grid, you can't say really where the best roads are. And so that's why we feel our system is superior to anything else out there on the market. Absolutely. Yeah. To piggyback off what Bill was saying, that was part of the, part of the issue in the, in the beginning is if you have a crowdsourced mechanism, you know, what do I care what, you know, Billy Joe and Adair, Iowa thinks is amazing (laughs) ride. Um, And then, you know, 4,000 other guys around the United States, There's you need to have a, a unit of standardization that, you, Ted, you and I still may defer what constitutes a fantastic ride, right. but when you have a yardstick of reference, it basically breaks down that disparity. And so that's what we ended up doing. Like like I said earlier, we, we built a rating system that is – very strong and robust out in the field. It's mm-hmm. it seems to be the type of thing that that people um, because it's intangible until you actually start um, putting you know um, pencil to paper so to speak. And when people start using these maps out in the field, they can actually see. Wow, this is amazing. This they're saying these Butler guys are saying this road goes from a G three to G two uh, at milepost sixty three on you know, U.S. Highway 191 in Utah. Well, let's see. So you get to milepost 63, and sure enough, within reason, the road may start to undulate more and, and switch back up the side of a mountain and more elevation change. Mm-hmm. And so you can see this duplication of these ratings across a lot of miles. And nobody else is, well, honestly, nobody else is stupid enough to do <laughs> what we're doing because <laughs> the amount of time and money it takes is, you know, everybody, you know, is just like, well, wow, you guys literally ride every road. And we say, yeah. And that's why, sure, we'd love to have 50 states out right now. But yeah. like Bill was saying, some maps literally are upwards of 100,000 miles of, of, of collective riding amongst oh, our teams yeah. to actually get the map done. Well, you know, there could be worse jobs, right? <laughs> that's that's absolutely true. We we have a stack of applications about three feet high in the office. Oh my god! <laughs> Let me get mine in. Uh, it, it pays two cents an hour. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, it's funny because uh, we have this uh, feature on the Motorcycle Men podcast called Fifty Roads, Fifty States, and 
I, I do this, and it just it requires a tremendous amount of research for me to put together a listing of great roads in each state uh, where people can ride. I do it's a little five seven minute bit that people can listen to and get an idea of what it's like to ride in whatever state. And again, I have a lot of these states I've never been to, so I'm going strictly on hours and hours of research with Google Maps, Wikipedia, whatever resources I can find. But you guys did all this research by going out there on your motorcycles and checking all these roads out. That's impressive. Yeah. It, it, um, it initially, uh, there, there is a, a formulaic approach to it. It's not just a bunch of old geezers, you know, sauntering out along the roads on a Sunday afternoon and just saying, <laughs> this. you know, there, there definitely is a methodology to how we determine, first of all, a, a candidate state or a region or an area to map. And then we actually with our cartography teams, deal with um, collating all the resources into, you know, atlases, topo atlases, other state guides, and then determining quadrants for which team and which team leader is going to hit this quadrant and another quadrant. And then we developed uh, an in-house proprietary app, not Rever. This is, this is an in-house app that our riders use on their smartphones that they literally just push a button. If they're hitting a G2 segment, they push G2 and then they push it when it ends and it seamlessly delivers the information to a remote server. And at the end of the day, they have all that safeguarded that gets sent to the cartographers. So it's, it's, it's a pretty seamless system. Now it it wasn't early on. um, But, but we realized that it needed to be more seamless or we would, probably start having people getting into accidents because they were spending too long typing stuff going down the road in GPSs, and that was dangerous. Yeah, that's fair. But <laughs> no, well, that leads me to the next question uh, about about your team that you have there. Do you employ a, a team of cartographers, uh, and do you, do you use any like online resources like Google Maps to aid in your development? We do. Um, a, a lot of our a lot of our personnel are contract labor, okay. subcontractors. Um, we uh, have some employees that ride for us part-time, um, but for the most part, uh, we've been lucky enough with our scouting teams that um, whenever we are um, going to start riding an area, we'll put out uh, amongst different channels and some of our network, the dealer network, as far as, hey, you know, Butler Maps is looking for um, riders um, you know, give us your resumes, give us, you know, let, let's interview you and, and see if you want, if you can be a part of the team to ride, you know, Virginia, for example. And so thankfully, knock on wood, we've never had an issue like you attested to a few minutes ago, Ted, that we've never had an issue finding people that actually want to ride, get paid to ride the motorcycles on the most beautiful roads. Right. Bill, you need to add to that? Well, what we have as far as cartographers, we have uh, the front side, the map, um, and there is a gentleman out there named Thad, and I know he would love to hear his name on the radio, <laughs> and he designs the front side. Uh, that's from Benchmark Atlases. Those are our base maps. And then there's a woman, Ellen, who does the graphic design on the back side. So when we get toward pre-production, all of us come together in different parts of the country, and we are, are editing, uh, we're discussing, and we really... We work as a team remotely to produce what you see as the final printed product. Right. Right. Yeah. And so um, it's 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 a pretty intense collaboration. All right. Well, tell us about the collection of maps that you have. 
uh, and what can the user expect to see on these maps and get out of these maps? Um, Bill, let me, let me head that one up and then you can, you can um, dovetail in with that. Um, so the G1 series were the first series of maps that we came out of the gate with. Um, those are fundamentally street maps. However, as uh, the second, third, fourth, and fifth generation maps that have come out in that series, we've added uh, between 45 and 50 what we call recommended dirt roads. And Bill is actually the director of off what is it? Director of off-road route development for us. He's the he's the guru that I mean he would be the guy that would know pretty much every route off highway in the United States. You'd look up Bill Akins, um, and so he just tirelessly um, scours everywhere for what we would consider these best thoroughfares. We've dubbed them recommended uh, recommended dirt roads. Um, and so these G1 series maps combine the best street rides with the best dirt rides. Um, so they're a really good dual sport um, application. Then we have our backcountry discovery route series, which um, those showcase, like I said earlier, just one single route across an entire state um, made for big adventure bikes. Like Bill said earlier, we just came out with a new map series called um, the Adventure Series. And those are less motorcycle centric, although they are still focused to motorcyclists. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, they look more towards, you know, the obvious pattern of non-motorized, you know, motorcycle specific travelers using our products. And so routes like um, the Route 66 map collection we just came out with. Nice. Uh, the Lincoln Highway will be, a, uh, you know, a map we do. Blue Ridge Parkway will be a map that we do. So these are routes that they do have a historical approach, mm-hmm. um, but cars, RVs, motorcyclers can do them. Um, and then, you know, I don't want to let too much of the cat out of the bag, but we're working on another series called an Expedition Series line. And those are routes that they're not going to compete with the backcountry discovery routes. They're, um, they usually will focus on a historical pre-existing route across the country. Think of wow. like the Portland Trail or the, the California Trail, things like that. Nice. Well, that's, um, Court has uh, summed that up nicely. Uh, our goal, I would say, is to have a map for everybody. I mean, we, we started as a, a motorcycle mapping company, but our, our, our big picture really is kind of to be the the company, the go-to company for a map, whatever kind of adventure you're on. And and, and with these new series, I I think people are going to be really impressed on on how we achieve that. Right. Hey, Ted, let me me throw in one more thing real quick um, on that note. Um, As as an aside, most people don't consider us or don't think – firsthand that we're also a custom map company too, a specialty map line that we that we have. We get um, solicited by um, a lot of um, brands uh, all the time that want Butler to build them a custom map. You know, um, the Harley Owners Group, Harley Davidson, Allstate, Progressive, um, Eagle Rider. We do maps for Eagle Rider. So wow. a lot of these organizations want the Butler brand behind their custom map stuff too. So that's a big part 
of our business as well is um, doing these specialty maps for other organizations. Nice. Well, briefly, I'll tell you what, why don't you get in, get into the, I was looking at your, on your website, which by the way, I get myself lost on your website. I look at everything and go, Ooh, look at that. Ooh, look at that. So anyway, um, I'm very interested in your G, your G series rides. Can you expand on that with the G one, two, and three? What's that all about? Yeah. Um, Bill, let, let me lead on, in on that because I, I, I'm passionate about that part of it. Um, so the uh, the rate G1, G2, G3 is essentially a rating system. Um, the lowest tier of roads on that rating system, but still amongst the best you know, paved miles of roads in each state are what we call G3. And those are the orange sections of road um, on the maps. And those um, those would be roads that um, have a good amount of twisties. They're, they're, they're more mellow in nature, but they're still fantastic. G2s are the red roads. Those would be good roads for, like, um, sport bike enthusiasts love those roads because they have constant radius sweepers. They have elevation change. So they, they have a little bit more drama packed into them. And then the top-tier rides are the rides that we tell people, go, if you're 100 miles out of your way, go out of your way, Drive or ride 100 miles to those roads. They represent the best roads in that area, um, and so they're going to have great twisties, great road undulation. They're going to have a lot of elevation change. They're going to have scenery. They're going to have a touch of peril. Those are the four criteria, by the way. A touch of we, peril? Did you say a, yeah, t- a touch of peril? It, <laughs> I did. Yeah. Those are Ted. Those are the four criteria that we were able to uh, that we were able to determine build into what we call drama. And that's, that's the entire rating system belies on this, on this thing that we call drama. Everybody, everybody enjoys drama on a motorcycle, on a car, whatever. You're just, you, you don't actively quantify it. So, you know, what, what builds into a fantastic ride? Well, it would be road undulation, elevation change, scenery, and peril. You know, some of Angeles Crest Trail is a good example of where I am. You know, there's, there's a thousand foot drop offs on, you know, on the switchbacks. If you go off the road, you're going to die. But that type of, there's a commensurate relationship between the higher the level of drama and the better experience. And so that's, yeah. that's a, basically what we're talking about. Perfect. Sounds like my kind of rides. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Rever. How has Rever helped you guys or working coincide with them? What has that done for Butler Maps? Bill? Well, Rever has really taken that printed map and put it into a digital perspective. And so both of those products work incredibly well together. We, uh, when we started working on how do we take Butler maps and this printed product and get it into someone's hand on their motorcycle, instead of folded over into, you know, a small little box and a tank bag, we, we came up with a few different ideas. We tried a few different ideas, a few different things worked, a few things did not work. And in the end, we decided, you know what? Everybody has a smartphone and everybody brings that with them. And so we said, okay, let's build something that you can do on your computer and design a ride and have it on your phone. But if you're just out and about, you can just look at your phone and with the premium package, you see the color. So you get to an intersection Mm -hmm. and you, do you go left? Do you go right? Well, with Rever, you look on that map on your phone and you see, oh, well, okay, there's a nice yellow G1 to the left. I'm going to go left here. 
You then can also then track your ride. You can connect with your friends, what your friends are doing. You can share rides. Uh, we have challenges on there that mm -hmm. you can go ride and win really nice products from all these different companies. Mm -hmm. And so it, um, it really was just a natural evolution of how to take the printed map, which is ideal for the big picture, like I talked about, and then pigeonhole it into an electronic device and actually go ride and, you know, and put that, put that rubber to the, to the ground. Perfect. Well, well said, Bill. All right. You, go, you want to add to that court? Um, I, Bill pretty much covered the full gamut there. I mean, right. like you said, rubber, rubber was um, just a series of iterations recognizing how the trends were changing bigger in, in a larger perspective in the motorcycle industry. But, but like he said, it really does address the younger generations um, need uh, to have to be connected um, on that ride. And it does circle the wagons, too. And it, and it gives the, um, the often missed consumer cycle of reflection and aspect in that experience. You know, a lot of companies, they just they sell to you to try to get you fired up to go on a ride but they don't do very much to, to continue that cycle all the way around and to work on the reflection. What do they do to actually keep people talking about it with their buddies to plan the ride next year or to, you know, to keep that fire going, to keep that excitement going. And that's where we feel like Rever really does address that. Do you guys supply maps to any tour companies? Yes, we do. Oh, um, we, we have maps, like I said earlier, um, Eagle Rider, um, has us make maps. They also um, have our maps in a lot of their locations around the country. We have smaller tour agencies, um, W Motorcycle Rentals, for example, in San Francisco. We have Scott Lee Motorcycle Adventures in, in you know, Colorado Motorcycle Adventures um, in Colorado. The owner, Scott Lee, has our stuff. So we do have quite a few rental uh, touring agencies. All the um, Harley dealerships that we have our maps in and their affiliated Eagle Rider, Harley Davidson agencies, so on and so forth. Wow. That's, that's good. It's impressive. So I'm on your yeah. website and I see there's these backcountry discovery route uh, DVDs on there, these documentaries. Now, are these full length documentaries that uh, just go the entire backcountry route from one end to the other? Yes. Yep. They do. They, um, those, like we mentioned earlier, those move in lockstep with the actual map itself. So when the, when the um, initial scouting team determines which route they want to use across that, that given state, then we'll send the actual backcountry discovery route team. And that changes, that evolves from, from route to route. Um, but some of the original founders of uh, the backcountry discovery routes, the guys on the boards, um, you know, Rob Watt is the director of route development um, for the entire um, company and um, or foundation. And so he will literally determine, you know, which which routes get looked at for upcoming years. You know, I, I know California is being addressed as far as a summer route and a winter route. So. Um, as far as that's concerned, absolutely. Now, how long are these DVDs? Are these the kind of things where I could pop it in my DVD player, sit down with a beer, and watch the, watch this thing? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> yep, yep. No, the the idea. I'll, I'll expand upon that. What what uh, Rob and his team do 
is they identify, well, they, the first, it's uh, the BDR group is a nonprofit group. It's uh, ridebdr.com. And what they do is they, uh, with Rob and the, the rest of the people in the group, they identify the next uh, route or route, depending on how you pronounce it, part of the country. Right. And they um, will start to determine how to get through a state or a region on all dirt. And then they'll spend upwards of a year testing that and when they think they finally have the way through then the group gets together for about a week about six to seven days and they actually go ride it they go scout it and they they determine if that is the correct way to to go through uh the group ranges upwards of 10 people uh, they have different people who come in from, from various organizations and who, who just, who ride with them. There's a core group and then people kind of come in, go, uh, you know, depending on which state, uh, they're in and they, uh, as they're moving along, they have a, uh, professional videographer and a professional photographer. Okay. And so the videographer then takes all that info and produces a beautiful movie about a, uh, I don't know, maybe a 45 to an hour long movie on what to expect section by section so it's the kind of thing they come out once a year in the winter it's kind of a warren miller idea they come out to get you excited for the next riding season you watch the dvd with your friends or you go to a premiere you get excited to go do it then with the map that we have you see the big picture and know where you are day to day and then there's a free gpx file for you're either your phone with Rever or your your like Garmin unit, mm-hmm. and you go actually follow it. You actually you do need the the GPS file because when you're in the backcountry, there's no yeah. signs a lot of right. corners. I mean, you have to know where to go. Well, I've done some mountain biking in Utah, and I've used some of the GPS files that were available online, and they came in extremely handy. It was a great way to do that. With regard to all of these backcountry discovery routes that you have, you have Arizona, Colorado, Idaho, Nevada. Uh, what else you got there? You got New Mexico, uh, Utah, and Washington. Have you guys ridden all of these routes? I haven't. I don't know. I don't. I'm sure Bill has. Bill's probably ridden more of them than me. I, I've ridden a few of them. I was actually on the Nevada, the New Mexico backcountry discovery route mm-hmm. um, documentary. The, the team last year, but um, as far as all, as far as anybody riding every one of them, um, some of the core core members have um, Paul Gillian, um, the CEO of Turatech. He's been there. Mm-hmm. Probably, I think he's ridden all of them, and and then a few ambassadors to the program have ridden them. And then well, actually, a lot more riders are coming out of the woodwork. Just you know, that's kind of a pretty big pride prize to, to have to be able to say that you've ridden all, you know, six or seven BDRs, because that's quite a feat. Sure. Uh, What what kind of bikes are on these rides? They range from um, big displacement CC bikes, like BMW 1200 GSs to 1190, KTM 1190s, to mid-displacement bikes, you know, 690s, F800s, um, BMW F650s. And the trend is even going down to more smaller displacement bikes. Um, uh, I know... Eric Hogan with Wolfman rode a, a, a 250 on the Nevada BDR and did, wow. and did just fine. I mean, there's hurdles to get over if, if you have to do long slogs on the, on the highway. Mm-hmm. But that's the, the, the benefit of these BDRs is that that's our job is to keep people off the highway. So yeah. um, 
I think he actually had a lot more fun than a lot of the guys when they got to the mud and the sand and the snow and all the inclement weather that they ran into. So, you know, all across the board, but, but I would say that the majority of people that ride our backcountry discovery routes are still on large displacement CC bikes, right, Bill? Right. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of the, the only requirement you need is to have a tag. You need to be street legal. Yeah. Uh, but beyond that, um, uh, I mean, I, I know a guy that uh, this guy uh, goes by around the world. Doug, he did it on a Harley with a sidecar. <laughs> really? Uh, wow. Um, we've got people yeah, on cruisers with knobbies. Uh, um, we've got a, an ongoing um, joke, but it's 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 for real that anybody who does it uh, on a scooter and sends us some evidence, we'll get them a nice prize package. So uh, it's really I mean, if you're on a Jeep, you could do it. If you're on a mountain bike, you could do it. it it's oh. uh, these these uh, these roads are all county roads. There's forest roads. There's some paved roads. So really, the only thing you just have to have a motorcycle or a Jeep or even a car, I guess, if you're crazy enough, and it just has to have a tag. You know, it's funny because I know lots of scooter people. I've been interviewing a lot of scooter people lately, and every one of them would do any one of these rides, any one of them. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> now, All right. Well, send them our way. Absolutely. Now, getting back to what you had, you you touched on something which is near to dear to my heart. You said you had a couple Harleys on these rides or doing these routes. Is is that? Is, I, I guess that's unusual. But do you see much of that? No. <laughs> um, I I tend to, to to follow the ride reports on uh, Adventure Rider and other websites. Right. And um, you know. Oh, it's kind of interesting. There, there's quite a few uh, hardcore group of guys that have modified Sportsters. I would with, do that. Oh, uh, yes. Full sport tires, and they they do it. I mean, it's not uh, the norm, but uh, anybody can do it. I mean, really, the the only thing you need is a little bit of engine protection from rocks mm-hmm. and some decent tires, and and you go for it. I would so do that with a Sportster. I know it's kind of crazy, but I would do. It. That's me. Uh, so Since pictures in Ted. We'll put I, I, you. We'll make you famous. You're going to need <laughs> to uh, probably hook up to dialysis for new kidneys after you get done. What's the suspension on a Sportster? Like two inches? No, actually, you know what? The new Roadster has got like a six-inch ground clearance, and I've seen some guys who've modified it with knobbies and uh, stiff or uh, a better suspension in the front, not necessarily in the back, but it's actually, it's quite versatile, that little bike. You know, the old saying, there's, the old saying, there are places you can't take a Jeep. There's nowhere you can't take a rental car. And so I think that probably holds true. With the, uh, That's very true. Uh, so, so what can users and map freaks like me expect from uh, Butler Maps in the future? What's what's coming up that's new that you can divulge at this time? Billy Boy. Um, I'm going to let you take that cord. I think you have the, the inside track on that. Okay, fair enough. Um, well, like I said earlier, um, we're in a race to keep producing the G1 series, kind of our, our legacy, our heritage map line. Fin- first, finish off the remainder of the East Coast. We, um, we started with a Southern Appalachia map. Um, then we worked with a um, New England map or a northern New England, rather. Now we're about ready to wrap up a mid-Atlantic states map, mid-Atlantic states south map, um, and then a mid-Atlantic north map. And then there'll be a an eastern Maine, Nova Scotia, New Brunswick um, project that we'll be wrapping up where we're about a month out from finishing up on that project. And then it's the Great Lakes, Upper Peninsula region. Mm-hmm. Um 
has a strong demand over there. And then a few other states here and there um, are kind of uh, mission critical to get to market. And then um, essentially the backcountry discovery routes, um, you know, I, I can't talk too much as far as what's going on there. But what I can tell you is every every year there will be a new route all, you know, all over the country. This next right. route, um, like Bill said earlier, is going to um, be on the East Coast. And then um, the Adventure Series maps, we just released the Route 66 map. Coming down the pipeline is going to be um, – a uh, an American Classics map that we we did the original map for Allstate and this is going to be like a 2.0 version um, in our adventure series. Mm-hmm. We'll have a Blue Ridge Parkway map, just a, a Lincoln Highway map, Natchez Trace um, map, then uh, the Expedition Series line. Once that um, starts launching, Overland route map, the Old Stage route map, anything you can think of. Bill has pretty got a pretty good pulse on really what fits the criteria for an expedition series map. But then that's, um, you know, that's probably within the next two or three years to have all those projects out. And who knows where beyond that. So your plate's full a little bit. Yes, it definitely is. Uh, Something that I I hear a lot of guys out West and and even guys from the East coast talk about is the Pony Express They're They're fascinated by the Pony Express. And so, uh, that's, uh, that's also on the plate. Uh, another hot spot for riding is, uh, Baja, Mexico. So we've, uh, we've talked about that also British Columbia up in Canada has some incredible roads. And then I just want to point out that, uh, our rubber app. So when we ride the roads, uh, even before we actually get them on printed material, we're able to lay them down digitally on rubber. So we oh, have okay. rated roads all in Europe right now, uh, in, um, in Germany, expanding out in Austria. And, uh, the plan is to, to keep adding more and more. So, so for our, our friends over in Europe, we've, we've got a product and anybody traveling to Europe, we've, we've got uh, rated roads, uh, to go. And really we're just, we're not going to stop. Uh, we're going to just, we'll just keep moving outwards from, from where we are now. And, and our goal is to, to really have stuff, all over the world if we can get to that point i have one question and this is something i didn't preload you guys with but does with with conservation being such a huge topic uh these days is there ever a concern that a lot of uh, open space laws are going to prohibit or limit the amount of uh, access you guys what we're going to have to these dirt roads well that's um that's always a touchy subject in 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 what can be used and what can't. Now, for our maps, we're we're highlighting our our, our G1 maps. We're highlighting uh, paved roads. So these are these are national forest roads. They're primary roads. They're BM roads. They're they're county roads. And so they're not really on the the radar for for the sensitive type of of trails that sometimes. Uh, people, you know, can get up in arms about. So right. we we we're kind of we we like to stick kind of with the uh, the middle ground of things. We're we're not on the extremes. So for what we do and what the BDR uh, project uh, lays down, I don't see a, a a big problem. But there's always a potential there. And yeah. so yeah, we have to be aware of that. We uh, we support groups like Ride a State a Trail. 
um, that really advocate for 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 conservation and and you know don't go off where you're riding, don't tear it up, you know, use an existing campground if you're camping, things like that. So we we want to be advocates for for using these public lands, but using them responsibly. Right. One of the things I want to touch you touched briefly on the uh, on you're going to be doing a Route 66 uh, series. Now, is that going to be is, is that going to going to have its own DVD like the Backcountry Discovery Routes? Uh, Ted, that's that series is already out. It's a two map set. It um, it won't have a supplementary DVD. Um, you know, I, we've never actually given it much thought. It it does um, pique some interest there, but um, we haven't given you know we don't plan on having a DVD with the with the Adventure Series maps. That was just a dedicated project with the BDR um, series. That, uh, that Route 66 map does offer a book, though, oh. written by the foremost expert as a package. So okay. uh, we don't have a DVD, but we do have a additional uh, a supplemental book that you can purchase uh, that uh, supports uh, the map and gives mm-hmm. more detail on all the unique stops and things like that. Great. Good point. Good point. So where can riders and adventurers and people who just want to get out there, where can they get Butler Amps? Well, we have um, uh, currently we have about 1,200 dealers around the country that have our maps. Ooh, nice. um, and those range from, you know, big uh, dealers like all the BMW dealers, a lot of the Harley dealerships to smaller Monpa garages um, that have the maps displayed. Um, a lot of the dealerships will give maps away with a motorcycle that's mm-hmm. being sold. Um, we have distributors. Um, Tucker Rocky has our maps. And so, um, you know, for the most part, uh, we have some dealers up in British Columbia that have our stuff. Um, and then some dealers down in Mexico that have our stuff. But we um, we're trying to expand. It, it's, uh, you know, Tucker Rocky, you know, they have a 12,000. Um, dealer network so wow. hopefully they can help put our products in a lot of other dealers that we otherwise couldn't get in but yeah that's what we're at yep so uh we sell online uh butlermaps.com or rever r-e-v-e-r dot c-o and uh so butler maps uh is where someone can go and see our product and purchase it and it ships from our home office in eagle colorado uh, so we do an incredible amount of web commerce. Uh, we also have quite a few online dealers uh, who are online only who sell our maps. And um, really, probably your favorite online dealer, if you go there, uh, you you should be able to find Rever, if not, uh, or, or Butler Maps. Uh, if not, contact us and we can get them set up. But the, we our goal is to really have uh, our maps available in any sort of method or channel you want, whether it's sending them to you or just going to your local dealer. Right. And you guys do uh-huh. have a, you guys do have a Facebook page, correct? We do. Yep. And Instagram, Twitter as well. Great. Um, I'm good. I think we, I think we covered the full gamut there. Thank you, Ted, so much for Very taking good. the time this well, evening to, uh, to chat yeah, with us. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for joining me here on the motorcycle men podcast It's Butler maps. And I've got, um, Bill Akins and Court Butler here from uh, Butler Maps. So go check those guys out. It's butlermaps.com. 
and they've got all kinds. Of, they have a newsletter. You guys can sign up for their newsletter there. And they, you guys are running contests too. I, I understand. Yes, through Rever we do. We do okay. a lot of contests yeah. through Rever. So go in there, get some of their maps, get their DVDs, spend money, and get with these guys. They'll hook you up real good, and you won't get lost with Butler and Maps. That's for sure. Gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for joining me. Thank you, Ted. Thanks, Ted. And thank you very much for tuning in to episode number 79 of the Motorcycle Man podcast. Again, thank you very much to all of our subscribers and donators to the show. Please go to our homepage on the MotorcycleMen.us website, and you can donate and or subscribe to the show. Uh, please also check out our friends on our other podcast, the Throttled Podcast, Loud Pipes Podcast, the Motorcycles Misfits, and... Uh, Cleveland Moto, the Wheel Nerds, check out uh, Motorific Podcast, and just check all these guys out. They, they put out some good stuff, all right? And don't forget to patronize when you can. Patronize Surefire Designs. Get your leather on. Also, Sims Design. Your bike isn't cool until Sims Design's cool. Love Dash Jugs. Cool off your big twin with Love Jugs. That's what you got to do. Go to love-jugs.com and get yourself some uh, fans to cool your bike off. And... Um, that's pretty much it. I want to thank everybody for listening to the podcast, and uh, we'll see you again in, in a few days. We have a couple great more interviews coming up for you veterans and veteran supporters. We have uh, Rob Vici from VetRest is going to be on talking about that. So that'll be coming up very soon. Did I say very soon? I meant very soon. All right, kids. Take care, and uh, ride safe when you're out there, all right? Peace out.